Chapter 9 We would go that night, that very night. We were supposed to use the afternoon to deal with chores and family stuff and homework. Try it sometime. Try doing homework when you think you may be going to your doom in a few hours. Try concentrating on math when you're thinking you have to turn into a termite and sneak into a heavily defended building. Good luck. I went out to the barn. My dad was out there, making his rounds. He didn't need my help, but he didn't say no, either. Did you finish your homework? Mostly. I added another lie to the pile I'd already had to tell. I was going to take a closer look at your skunk from last night. She was very agitated, so I had to give her a mild sedative. It's a female? Yep. My father carried the cage into the little side room he uses to examine the patients. I eased the skunk from her cage and cradled her out to the examination table. She seemed very calm now, but it was an unnatural, drugged calm. The night before, my dad had bandaged the wound, and now he carefully removes the gauze. The sight of the burn made me wince, even though I've seen hundreds of injured animals. Hmm. Puh, puh, puh. Hmm. That's the sound my dad makes when he's examining something interesting. Puh. I don't know why. He just does. Weird. Very unusual. I cannot for the life of me guess what caused this burn. It's too neat. Too clean. The only good thing is, whatever caused it was so hot, it partially cauterized the tissue. Muscle damage? Or is it just superficial? My dad glanced at me and smiled. It's mostly fur and skin that were burned, but I see some moderately severe damage in the shoulder here. Much deeper, and the spine would have been burned. But she'll live. I wish I could say as much for her kits. Her what? She has babies? Yeah, I'd say probably about six, seven weeks old. She has babies? Out there somewhere in the woods? My dad started applying a new bandage. Cassie, you know nature plays rough. But they're too young to survive on their own, aren't they? I can't be sure, he said, not looking at me. It occurred to me, then, that sometimes maybe he lied to me, too, for my own good. Or because of what he thought was my own good. They're sitting in some den, wondering where their mother is, I said. They'll starve to death or be eaten by predators. Hand me the scissors, my father said. Yeah, okay. Um, look, I meant to ask you, is it okay if I spend the night at Rachel's tonight? Sure, honey. You know, if your mom says it's okay. Hey, you never asked how my meeting went with the cat food people this morning. We got some additional funding. We talked for a while as we made rounds together, but my heart wasn't in it. I was thinking about some baby skunks somewhere, mewing and crying for their mother. And I was thinking, I wished my dad wasn't so quick to let me go to Rachel's. Because, of course, we weren't really having a sleepover. Rachel was going to tell her mom she was spending the night at my house. And Jake would tell his parents a lie, and Marco would tell his father a lie, and we'd all be going into a situation that none of us wanted to be in. I was going to face death that very night. And the last thing I would have said to my father was a lie. I remember the tunnels of the ants. 
I remembered them the way I saw them in my nightmares. I never had seen them in reality. Ants don't see very well, and there's no light underground. But in my dreams, I saw everything. I saw the huge, metallic-looking heads of the enemy ants as they crashed through sand walls and locked their massive pincers on me and tried to slice me into pieces. Do you know what it's like to think that you're going to die and never even get back to human form? To believe that you're going to die as an ant, trapped in a hell that no human had ever been to? And now I also saw those little skunk kids, starving, crying out, and with each cry signaling to some predator. Sweetheart, are you okay? I realized my dad was staring at me. I had been breathing hard, almost crying. There were beads of sweat on my forehead. Yeah, fine, fine, I said quietly. He finished his rounds and left. I stayed behind. I went back to the skunk in her cage. I opened the cage door and put my hand in. I was not wearing a glove. See, you can't acquire DNA if you're wearing gloves.